Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show us how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Where are my dress girls at? Need a dress for a wedding this summer, a vacation, or just a comfy dress to survive the heat in? Hill House Home has you covered with fashions that make you feel and look good. Hill House Home invented the viral nap dress, which has got the most flattering and comfy fit with their signature smocking. And all of their dresses are so versatile, you guys. You can wear the same dress you'd wear running to the grocery store during the day to a dinner party that night. Impress your coworkers with dresses that are perfect for the office, too. Also, Hill House Home has more than dresses. They've got amazing bedding with fun prints, super soft robes, and pajamas, swimwear, and shoes, too. Plus, they've got stuff for babies and kids if you want a matching moment or need a baby gift. You'll love the tiny robes, onesies, and PJs you can monogram. I always get my friends who just had babies. I get them Hill House Home gifts because everybody loves them and they are just so cute. Now you can get 15% off your order of $100 or more at hillhousehome.com with code TINKS15. That's code TINKS15, TINKS and the number 15 for 15% off your order at hillhousehome.com. Hi guys, welcome back to It's Me Tanks. I have a very special guest with me. Um, actually, you guys demanded that she return. It's the return of Camilla, and I'm so excited to be potting with her from London. As you guys know, I know Camilla from Stanford, although we both grew up in London. Uh, we didn't know each other when we lived here during our, our early days, and then we met at Stanford and have remained really good friends. Um, ever since. And our our friendship has ebbed and flowed and we're going to get into that. Um, That's what we're going to actually talk about today is female friendships. I always get so many inquiring minds, you know, how to be a good girlfriend, how to cultivate strong female friendships, what to do when your friends move away, what to do when your friends are in different stages of life. So we're going to get into all of that, but I thought I would open it up and just say, God, it feels good to be in London. I'm so happy you're here. We've and been I'm, having so much fun. We, we've been having a great time. 
And I just really think you need to be spending more time here. Not just because I miss you. I'm manifesting it. No, I, I am. I'm, I'm really, this is like the first time that I've considered moving back ever. And I'm just, I'm so obsessed. And we went to the polo on Saturday, which we, is so fun. And then we had a very boozy dinner on Saturday night. <laughs> we sure did. It was quite the time. It was quite the time. As we used to say in college, the Tommel, which is so embarrassing and juggy of us, but whatever, who cares? Live your life. Yeah. Tommel means time of my life. So we would be, we would say, we would go, we would go downstairs and we would be like, how was your, how was your night out? And we'd be like, oh, the Tommel. Yeah. Uh, and that became like a nickname <laughs> for one of my friend groups too, is we yeah. call ourselves the Tommel team, yeah. which is just so juggy, but I love so it. Chuggy, but I love it. Yeah. I made a TikTok that was like, um, if, if you, it was about eyeliner in your waterline. And I lo have loved that. I think it's specifically a British thing. Cause when we were growing up, like it was all about Rimmel yeah. and that coal eyeliner. And we would put it in our waterline to look like Kate Moss, whatever. And I will never give that up. And people on TikTok say it's chuggy. Then I made a TikTok saying, you're going to have to kill me if you want me to stop doing that. And everyone was like, you're the only person who uses chuggy tanks. Like no one else says that anymore. And I was like, I, literally let me live. I use it in a funny way being like, I don't care. Like to me, Chuggy is like basic. It's like, you want to call me Chuggy? That's fine. If you want to call me basic, that's fine. Cause I am. You got to just embrace what you are. And Completely. like, yeah. And also, sorry, Kate Moss is an icon and I stand by that. Yeah. And it's like, everybody looks amazing with eyeliner in their waterline. I will yeah. do it. I, you better do it to me when I'm like in my coffin, like better take a Rimmel coal liner and do a little <laughs> waterline <laughs> in there. Um, so we did that. We had a fun time and we, we had a pina colada in the Mahiki tent. We had, we had a wonderful time and tomorrow we're, we're going to Ascot which is so exciting it's gonna be amazing we we just got lucky and all these amazing London summer events yeah, are in one week exactly and Ascot I I was saying to you before I think it's really gonna test us it's gonna bring us back to our college days you know we've been training for a marathon day like this for some time now we definitely have and we used to we used to have this event guys in in college called theta rafting where we would start drinking at like nine in the morning and we would tie four rafts together and go down the American river. And we would, we would also go topless, but that's like not really important. By the by, by, the by, by, the by. <laughs> and anyway, we would drink all day and then we would sometimes try to go out. And it was always like, so aggressive, the people who made it out that night, but that is what we are attempting to do tomorrow. We're going to go to Ascot, which if you don't know, is kind of like the Kentucky Derby of the, of England, but way more fancy because the literal queen comes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wears a hat. And we're leaving at 8.30 in the morning. Then we are going to attempt to go out tomorrow we're, night. We are going to try to do that. And also, I just want to clarify, it's not just a hat. A fascinator is a really important a concept. A fascinator is an important word and concept that people should familiarize themselves yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like this beautiful thing that sits on your head and yeah. spirals into the sky. So. Yeah. And then just get wasted on pins while you're wearing your fascinator. Great. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Fascinator okay. graveyard at Ascot tomorrow. Fascinator graveyard. Exactly. Um, so you and I both... I think have very strong perceptions, um, and feelings about female friendships. Definitely. And I think that's probably one of the first things that we bonded over when we were at Stanford, because we both take our friendships on the whole, but especially our female friendships very seriously. And I guess my first question is like, what do they mean to you and how, yeah, just what, what do female friendships mean to you? So I think our female friendships are so important because they are the through line through mm -hmm. so much in our lives. Mm -hmm. 
And it's the constant when you look at, you know, different schools that you've gone to or relationships that you've had or ups and downs that you've been through. Oftentimes it's those relationships that actually hold everything together. Mm-hmm. And you can remember conversations that you had with specific friends mm-hmm. at each of those times. Agree. And so it's like, it's that history, but also that consistency that makes them so important. Agree. And you went to an all girls school. I sure did. Yeah. And so how do you think going to an all girls school informed that perception? And like, how do you think it prepared you for life and, and that sort of stuff? So I think like, you'll agree with me mm-hmm. on this, that I think going to an old girl school did two things. One is it gives you a quicker um, perception of other girls. I think like yes. you, you, you sort of assess girls quickly and like, I'm not tooting my own horn or our own horn here, but like, I think like fairly accurately, yeah. like generally yeah. I trust my gut on yeah. like when I meet girls and, um, and I learned very quickly that like when girls, but anyone shows you who they are, you believe them. And 100%. like, that's something that you learn very quickly at girl school. Mm-hmm. And I think the second thing was we were given space to foster those friendships outside of worrying about boys. Agreed. And that was so nice because it actually means that your friendships are not like tarnished or diluted and, yeah. and maybe we're biased. It maybe could we're be, biased. it could I, be that we're biased, but, but yeah. I do think that my friendships like I learned to make those strong female friendships because I wasn't out of the side of my eye, like eyeing up a boy. Totally. And, and I, yeah, I agree with you. And I'm totally recognizing that we could be biased because that's the only experience that we had. However, I think there is, you know, a world in which you always look at the bright side and always look at the positive. And if that's true, then I take my all girls school experience to be exactly what you said, which is that it taught me to be a good friend. It taught me to, um, cherish my female friendships exactly as you said without without to use a tiktok term the male gaze basically yeah, yeah. and because i wasn't wasn't worrying about it and i like i think we're both pretty boy crazy or at least we were when <laughs> since we went to college but we weren't in high school yeah. as in we were to the point that you can be when you only see boys at the weekend yeah you know you, you we simply just didn't have them around and yeah you were talking about them at school but there was no boys around no we were completely free to be whoever we wanted to be. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you, but now I look back and I'm so glad I went to an all girls school. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Well, hundred percent. But I also think on top of that, it, it meant that that's something that we've both kind of sort throughout our lives is like, really you know, and like, we'll get into sororities and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think like, I have found so much comfort in my female friendships my whole life, because it's like a comfort blanket in a way. It's like a thing I grew up yeah. with, you know, that's, I, I had never thought of that point. I think it's a really good one. It taught me to, like a heat seeking missile yeah. to think, where's, where's my girl, girl gang. As yeah. Shoogie as that sounds like I've always gone into a situation and thought, listen, boys come and go. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Love them to bits. This is never a man hating podcast, but women are, as you said, the through line yeah. and something maybe we'll get onto. I actually think it has helped me have better balance. Even when I have had boyfriend sickness and like been in relationships, yes. it does prevent it's, it is a booster against boyfriend sickness Yeah, because you, you, you can never, it, it's different. Mm-hmm. You, you of course have fall in love and have amazing boyfriends and, and be completely obsessed with that partner and whatever, but like, it's different and, mm-hmm. and both can exist at the same time. And yeah. I think, I think both of us, you know what, it's actually such a good point that you made because it answers a question that I was going to make, which is often people write to me and say like, how do you make friends? And I think that both of us cherish our female friendships so much that even though we've both moved a million times, it's always been our first stop. Mm-hmm. We like get off the plane at a new place and we're like, all right, 
time to make girlfriends because it's the foundation. Yeah. I mean, that was the first thing that I did when I went to Madrid is I like, you know, put out to my network. I was like, who knows cool people here. And I have a little girl group there now. And that's like what makes it feel like home. Literally, honestly, it's those girls. Yeah. I think that's so true because you're so right. That's a great quote. Girls make it feel like home. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, if you don't have a group of girls to fall back on, if something goes wrong or to go out with, when you want to have fun, you do feel a bit floating in space. Yeah. And I, the times I felt most lost in my life is when I don't feel like I have a good group of girlfriends. A hundred percent. Cause it defines not just the place for you, but your sense of self a little bit too. Totally. Okay. My next question is what did you take from your all girls school experience into the sorority experience? Ooh, that's a good question. Or do you want to start with it first? Do you think sororities get a bad rep? Oh, <laughs> controversial. I'm ready yeah. to go there. I'm ready, I'm ready to, to go I'm there. I'm ready to go there too, because I, I honestly don't care anymore. Yeah. They, I, I think, well, I asked you the question. So you go first. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> you go. Okay. Um, do I think sororities get a bad rap? I think yes and no. I think, um, and I'm looking at it by the way, you have the ability to do this too. Cause we grew up in the UK and all I really knew, honestly, all I really knew of the Greek system before I went was like, red cups and like American pie movies and and things like that. And so in my head, I was like, Oh, I would never. And then I was like, wait, Camilla, you literally went to an old girl school. All you care about is hanging out with girls. So like you need to be in a sorority. Uh, Yeah. I, I thought the same thing, but I thought the opposite. I thought, Oh, it's like red cups in a girl club. I was like, sign me up. That sounds amazing. Yeah. But I guess I didn't know the connotations of a lot of sororities. Exactly. And I think when people hear me or people like me, mm-hmm. namely kind of sensible and fair and people like you be so rah-rah about our sorority. They yeah. think, are you mentally ill? Like yeah. these are weird things that are very archaic and have a lot of negativity associated to them. But we didn't go to one of those weird schools where, where right. they are very exclusive and mean yeah. and they are, yeah. you know, discriminatory and they haze and stuff like that. Like it was so different at Stanford. And I really need to impress that upon people as, as context for when we talk about it, because mm-hmm literally it was a house to live in with girls yeah and that's it and so that's why I think it's actually kind of hard for us to be the ones to judge whether sororities get a bad rep or not because our experience was so different than the standard experience agree I would say for our experience yes sororities get a bad rep because it's exactly what you just said it's a house to live in and a group of girls and by the way like those friendships are the most enduring, like of, of my life, you know, yeah. and, and, and it was incredible. And I never felt any of the like weird social pressure that I think comes along with that label of mm-hmm. being in a sorority or whatever, and probably does exist at other schools. So what I can't speak to, what I don't know about is like, if somebody's experience in a different school was, I do think it can be problematic when, totally. it, when gender dynamics come into play. Totally. And there's been a lot of issues associated with the Greek system, then like probably in that case, it doesn't get a bad rep. But for me personally, it was the most phenomenal choice that I made. Agreed. Agreed. I know it, it's so difficult because it's just, I wish that it could, I feel like with so many institutions, they just hold on to these archaic pillars of establishment. And if they would just take a wake up call yeah, and just say, you know what, we're scrapping all this. We're scrapping all the weird songs and all the weird rules. Um, and we're actually just going to have a community basically. Yeah. That would be amazing because I think people, especially young people crave community and we don't have it anymore. And I I know for me, for both of us who moved Mm -hmm. 6,000 miles away to a different continent, we were craving it. Like not only were we craving female friendships, we were craving community and that's what it provided. And I wish that 
old institutions, not just Greek life, but elsewhere in especially the States, I wish that they would just say, Hey, this needs a fucking update. Yeah. We're not going to be like, I mean, in some sororities, they wouldn't have a, allow a boy to step foot in, which, the, is, which crazy. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. You're in college. People are having sex. They're experimenting. They're having yeah. fun. It That's not normal. And no. it, like all these weird rules, you have to check in, you have to, you know, look a certain way. That's d- ridiculous. I basically think that there is a choice when you bring like a big group of women together like this. And some of what I might say is going to maybe be a little bit like biased through my own lens. Right. Mm -hmm. But I basically think in any big group of women, you have a choice. The choice is either that you let that brood um, competitiveness and Mm -hmm. and competition and you use it as like a pressure cooker Mm -hmm. or you use it to build community and you look at each other, you uplift each other, you give different experiences and you share opportunities and whatever. And, And that actually, I think is a conscious choice when you're building a culture of a place like that. And I feel like what our experience was, was very much the latter where people were opening doors for each other, not literal physical doors, but like, you know, sharing opportunities and sharing experiences where I didn't feel torn down really by the people that I was with. And I think that can be the case. A hundred percent. And I think, but what I will say and be honest about is I felt within Theta complete love and community and support. And I felt like those girls would go to bat for me. I felt a massive amount of competition. Some of it stemming from within my side, inside myself against other sororities Yeah, in a fun way. Very true. But, but again, I'm just checking myself and I'm saying at the time, like, why did I need to do that? Like, why did I need to feel competitive and be like, Oh, Pi Fi sucks. Like, they're so fucking boring. Like, (laughs) why did I need to do that? Now, part of that is just human nature. Yeah. Right. And just like having a laugh, but I completely agree with your point. And I'm happy that within Theta, I felt like, even though there was of course, different clicks, like Mm -hmm. little clicks. And, and that's something I want to talk to you about later, which is like, you're not going to be friends with everybody. And that's like such a thorn in fem- in some people's uh, type of feminism side. Mm. It, you're not going to be friends with everyone. Within Theta, there was definitely clicks. Sure. But I felt like all the clicks were friends with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and at, at the very, to your point, you're not going to be best friends with everyone, but the, to the very least, there wasn't animosity. Nobody's trying to tear each other down. But it is an interesting point. To you I'm not trying to like gloss over the fact that, of course, there was some competition. And like yeah. between sororities and things like that, like you definitely... You definitely feel that to some extent, but that's just human nature. I agree. I agree. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry, and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I 
have three really good friends getting married this year and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop. And you know, this girl loves efficiency, right? So my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place. What a relief, right? And I know about Zola because I bought so many gifts on registries via Zola. And I just love how easy it is to send gifts, keep everything organized. Everything is like done for you. And we absolutely love that. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So you guys, I actually love setting goals in therapy because it helps me to align and it helps me to really visualize what I want the outcome to be. I actually talked to my therapist about going to the gym. I was like, this is something that I really want to do, but I'm nervous. I have a lot of anxiety around, you know, failing and looking silly in the gym. And we talked it out and she's been keeping up with my progress in the gym and everything is just kind of flowing better because I'm able to talk about it in a safe space in therapy with my therapist who knows me so well and really helps me align on goals. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com slash tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash tinks. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is... Is a boost, all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show us how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy, stay focused. Okay, so back to what did you take from your all-girls school experience into the sorority experience? And we kind of already answered it, but I think we both hit the ground being like, 
I want this. Like, I want to be a part of this community. Mm -hmm. And I, and I know, I guess maybe for me, I knew how valuable it could be because I'd seen from high school and I wanted to iterate on that and build on it. And it's, it's completely wrong. True. Mm -hmm. Like those, those people are my friends now. Yeah. They're like my strongest friends. Yeah. The girls from Theta. Right. As soon as I realized what it actually meant beyond like whatever negative connotation I, cause I did personally have a negative connotation going in, but that was quickly dispelled, um, at Stanford. And it was really that it was just that I took from like having been in an all girl school. I was like, the people that I go to, and I think us being 6,000 miles away as well, like we didn't have family to turn no. to, like we didn't have that support system. And so it was that default of like, okay, who do I talk to and who do I rely on when I have hard things going on? Yeah. It's my girlfriends. Oh, what do you mean? There's a built-in system for me to have a giant mm-hmm. group of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That feels like something I should be a part of. And mm-hmm. so like going into that. And then also I think just, um, well, this is just a personal thing. I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but I feel like I give girls the benefit of the doubt. Like mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I kind of assume that they're going to be nice and, and good. And then yeah. if they're not, then that's a different conversation. But like, yeah. I think I kind of learned from girls school that like, when you get to know people generally, there's like some good, yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. I want to touch on, um, <laughs> girl code, mm. which you and I, again, I think this really comes from being going to an all girl school. I think you and I have quite strict versions of it. Yes. And I feel like we, I think we had strict versions of it going into life in the States and, and whatever. But I think as, as time has progressed, a lot of my other friends have not lessened the girl code, but kind of, it's definitely gotten looser for them. Whereas yeah. I'm still like, I would never yeah. go for an ex. I mean, to the point where we, I hope we can even talk about it. Like we were even so respectful if we wanted to hook up with people that we, us two have already hooked, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we would like ask, we would be like, I know this is, you know, you kissed him once freshman year, but I'm dying to make out with so and And this is like four years later. Yeah. And we would bargain. We would be, yeah. like, we would be like, okay, well, if you do that, if you go to this party with me, I'll let you hook up with him. And it just like, I think both of us just had a massive amount of respect for yeah. other girls that we were close to in the sense of boys, because, and you know what, come to think of it, it's probably because we didn't have boys in high school. So mm-hmm. it's like, these people are my first priority yeah. and, and I'll protect my friendship with them over the potential. Right. Cause that's what it is. Yeah. That's whenever, whenever you're doing a trade-off with girl code, like hooking up with a friend's ex, what have you, you are trading a current friendship, uh, for the potential of a romantic interest. Yeah. So that's like, what's that phrase? Like two in the hand is worth one in the bush or whatever. It's like, yeah. that's a big trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. I love that way of looking at it because that is what I failed to articulate all the times that I had issues with girl code with like other friends. And I have, we all have, you know, of course. but I feel like I somehow like had the moral high ground or I, to your point, like I didn't have the moral high ground. I thought that I did. Yeah. Um, but I was always more strict in my view on what girl code was just because of the background that I came from. And so when people did things like friends of mine would do things that to me, like really massively violated girl code, I just got angry. I didn't have the right words to express it. And yeah. but it's like, but that's what it is. And I think for anyone that is facing that question right now of like, what does girl code mean to you or in your friend group or whatever it is, it is about where do you place more value, right? That's what it is. Is, is, is it on that friendship where you are right now, or is it on this potential love interest? And every case is different, yeah. but I think that's the question you have to ask yourself is like, what are you risking? What are you risking? Yeah. For what potential, which yeah. is crazy. So I think that was really just a 
point where we connected so much where we kind of couldn't believe how some girls acted in college where we were like, how could you do that to your yeah. friend? Like, and, and it's like in, in about one in a hundred cases, they end up being their husband, the love of their life more times than not. It just ends up being like a messy disaster anyway. So again, it's like, I think that's really good to just shout it out and call it out to people because I do get a lot of inquiries about, you know, what should I do? I fancy this person or this and that it's like, what are you what has more value to do, to you, you, your current friendship, what you have, or this potential, yeah. this seedling. Right. And that's a calculation you have to do for yourself very honestly, I think, because yes. like the potential, that's like a very nebulous word and it can mean something different in every situation. It might just be like, oh, you fancy that guy. And so yeah. like, you want to kiss him. Yeah. That to me feels not worth it. But if you're like, oh no, I really think like, for whatever reason, this could be the one then like, okay, fine. Then have that conversation with yourself. But like, that is the calculation you have to do. Agreed. I'm going to ask you a really difficult question, but okay. I want to discuss it with you. I think, okay. I think it's interesting. Do you think it's a red flag if a girl doesn't have a lot of girlfriends? That's not a hard question for me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you thought that was going to be a hard question. <laughs> yeah. No, but say, say what you think about it. I think it's a huge red flag if a girl doesn't have a lot of girlfriends mainly because like my girlfriends are my north star so that tells yeah. me right away that we are we fundamentally like don't have values in common yeah um but on top of that i think like there's like i hate to say it there's there's an element of like i hate this like pick me girl thing that's like oh all my all I know. my let's, friends are boys let's, like let's talk about that because i i have a tough time because i my whole platform, my whole thing is like, obviously incredibly supportive and wanting all girls to just be themselves and do what they want. But I would be lying if I said, I didn't believe in the, in the concept of a pick me girl. And for anybody who doesn't know a pick me girl is the type of girl who says, Oh, I don't really like girls. Like I'm more one of the guys or like, you know, just saying that kind of thing, or this is kind of like a jokey example, but being like, I can't believe you would eat a salad. Like I, I only like burgers and beers. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's a, that's a comical, uh, you know, trope of a pick me girl, whatever. But I, and I don't know how to reconcile those two things. I guess I don't have to have an answer and I can turn it to you and to my listeners. Like, I don't have an answer how to reconcile the, the, the thing of like, I want every girl to do what they want and say what they want. However, if I have, if I meet a girl and she's like, I just like, don't like girls. Like I'm just more friends with all the guys. Like I've always had a lot of guy friends. I'm just like, I'm turned off by it. I think, you know what it is, is like, I was quick to judge when you asked me that question because the answer is so clear for me. It doesn't have to be the same answer for everyone. Like, yeah. you know, I think like probably there are those girls out there that are very happy and like living their lives with no girlfriends and only guy friends. And as long as they're happy, then what it doesn't make a difference to me. I just think for me, I look for girls that value female friendships as much as I do. I think you're 100% right. I think you've cracked the code. I think it's that it's not necessarily bad or maybe like the word red flag isn't helpful here. It's more I know I probably don't have a lot in common with you. Right. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So want to slightly pivot now and talk about how we've maintained our friendship throughout our twenties and how we maintain friendships with um, our friends who are in different stages of life because it's, it's evolving. And I feel like we've only, we were kind of doing it without talking about it throughout our twenties. And I mm -hmm. think then when the pandemic hit, we were like, wow, feeling a lot closer and really started to be self-aware and analyze like our friendship and, and our friendships with others. And just like how important it is to yeah. persevere and to understand that it ebbs and flows. Yes. And that I think is so key. What you said about ebbing and flowing, because I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves for our best friends to always be our best friends. Yeah. And like, for friendships to be linear and not to have natural, um, 
ebbs and flows, I guess. Yeah. And, and I haven't found that to be true. I've had like, you know, friendships that have uh, gotten stronger and friendships that have hit rough spots that we've come out of and, and, you know, some, your life stage kind of gets in the way sometimes, but I think specifically for us, it was interesting because obviously like we've been friends for a long time. And I would say even like since Stanford, our friendship has gone through periods mm-hmm. where we've been really close and periods mm-hmm. where we've been less close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the pandemic threw a lot of things into perspective for people. And you just started to really think about like who you value and who you have a lot in common with and, and whatever it is. And I think the other thing that was cool about our friendship is that you, like I was already in London, like in the pandemic, yeah. like, you know, we, I feel like over the last few years, we've gotten closer and closer despite the distance, yes. which is something that a lot of people face now because we're such a globally mobile, you know, group of people Yeah, and, and we're lucky in that sense, but it does pose a friendship, like a friendship challenge. For sure. Um, and, but it didn't like, I mean, I think we both made an effort, but it never felt like we were grasping. Yeah. I think, I think you do have to put an effort. Like I, I think you do have to put an effort. I think you have to send those voice notes. I think you have yeah. to pick up the phone and say, Hey, come on. Like, and, and sometimes it's kind of like going to the gym where if you're out of the habit with speaking to someone, it can feel a bit, you know, prickly and awkward at first, but then mm. after you get in the, in the go of it and you kind of are back you know, following the, the, the plot lines of the other person's life, then you're invested yeah. and then it doesn't matter. And I think another huge thing that I want to say is like, we both cut each other so much slack, yes. which is so, so fucking important. And I think back to that, um, really controversial, I say that in quotes, um, Marin Morris, uh, Instagram post she did where basically the, the sum of it was, you know, you don't know what people are going through, cut them slack. And I just, what, that's what I took from it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so in, in uh, practicality, what that means is if one of us doesn't text the other person back for two days, no one gets in a no, fuss about it. No. We're just like, okay, they're busy. They, yeah. you know, and we just text again, Hey, remember me paying whatever. Yeah. Don't take it personally. Now, yeah. if I called you in floods of tears and I was like, I'm going through the worst time of my life, which Hey, <laughs> recently did <laughs> like, I would be sad if you weren't there for me. Yeah. And some people weren't there for me. And you know, that I take note of that, but, yeah. but if it's just day to day bullshit, you have to cut people slack because people are busy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's super true. And can I tell you also a thing that I've found in those like long distance friendships is like to the point of cutting people slack, not putting pressure on like how that conversation is supposed to go. So actually like a conversation that doesn't work super well for me is like, how are you? It's been oh, ages since we spoke You and like hit the nail on the and, head. And for me, like the it's been ages is almost like a little guilt trippy. And like, how are you is such a hard question to answer actually. And so like, I think another thing that we do really well that I love is like, I see something that reminds you of you and I, yeah. uh, me of you, and I send it to you or like whatever it is. And like, we do small yeah. things where it's like, Hey, I'm thinking of you, not like, yeah. And we don't act like time has passed. Like I'll literally just, I won't be like, Hey, how are you? How's your week been? I'll be like, which top should I wear on my day tonight? Yeah. And that's like, you know what? That's such a good unlock for people. And I think the more casual you are, the, the less pressure it feels. That's it. Cause it's literally just like, Oh my God, I'm eating a call in the caterpillar cake. Or like, Oh my God, I'm going on a date. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. It's fine. And then yeah. it's like, it's good. You yeah. know? Yeah. And it's just like, it's just that ease it's that space that we give each other that's my favorite thing it's like I think you maintain closeness actually in the details not 100 not in the macro like yeah. because think about it like it's the people that you're not that close with that they're like how are you and you're like 
I'm great. Like work is really busy right now, but I'm excited yeah. for my trip this weekend. It's like, okay, I didn't actually learn anything. Yeah, you yeah, know, I would 100%. have learned more if you texted me and asked me which top to wear on your date. hundred percent. I agree. I agree. And I think the same goes with like friends, you know, it extends to our friends who are in different life stages because, you know, we'd be lying if we said we didn't have a lot in common because we're both, um, you know, we're both not in relationships and we are just kind of, you know, going around and we are both into travel and adventure mm-hmm. right now. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Yeah. I think that's super true. And like, and I'll be honest, like, this is something I'd love to talk about is like, it is really hard. And as you go through different life stages, and I feel like we felt it first in our like early mid twenties, when people started moving away and like, we left that college bubble and suddenly like people were different levels of focused on their career. And mm-hmm. some people started getting engaged and like that sort of thing. And suddenly like this distance creeps in. And now, you know, you think about it and you're like, wow, I, this person I used to be really close with, I actually don't have that much in common anymore. Yeah. And like, how do you maintain close friendships through those ups and downs when all we're all doing is just living the lives that we want to live. But how do you, how do you stay close through that? Yeah. And I think, I think the same rings true. It's like, just don't, don't get too in your head about like, Oh my God, they're married with a baby. And I'm like going to Ibiza this weekend, (laughs) you know, like you can't let those things dictate your closeness. And sometimes they do, but don't get in your head about it and make a problem before there is one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's true. And I think also forgiving yourself for any kind of like well first of all putting the pressure on I think is one thing that you need to let go of but the second thing is like not feeling the like comparison or jealousy or whatever it is because like the grass is always greener and I'm sure you found this too but it's like you know my friends are so excited about different parts of my life I'm so excited about different parts of their life and just allowing like yourself to be happy for those things rather than agreed anything else agreed agreed yeah no, it's great. Yeah. Well, I fucking love you. Thank you for being on the pod again. This Thanks for fantastic. having me. I can't, I can't wait to record again. Like in, I don't know. I hope soon. I hope when I'm back in August, we record again and it's something totally different, but I always have the best conversations with you. And I, I cherish our friendship and I hope that this conversation inspired other girls out there. And, um, you guys, you, you listeners know how, how happy it makes me when you take care of each other. And like Camilla said, your female friendships are the through line. So, so hold on to them. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right, guys, that's it from me. We will be back on Monday. Well, just me, sadly, unless I (laughs) quote, miss my flight and stay in London. (laughs) Ha ha. Love you guys tons. If you enjoyed the pod, it would mean the absolute world to me. If you send it to someone who maybe doesn't know, know about me, maybe doesn't listen, give us a five stars. You seriously don't know how much that means to me. And don't forget to use the diamond emoji. If you want to learn more, love you guys. Bye. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is is a boost all right. I love that. 
Look for Smart Energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show us how Smart Energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me, I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming and ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code Tinks on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.